2: Hello and welcome to the No Name Never podcast. I'm your host Natalie Bromley and it is of course the preview show. It's not Friday night though, it's Monday night. The Clarets having their fourth fixture of the Premier League moved to Sky Cameras for Monday night football. Um, we have a preview show for you and we're going to bring you everything that you need to know ahead of the Clarets' visit to the city ground. Tough start to the it so far. We're going to have a hear from Tom Whitaker, our regular panellist in a moment, about just exactly where we are in the after the opening three games of the season. But there's no getting away from the fact that it could have been a better start. Did we expect this with the fixtures that Burnley have had? Probably yes. But as it stands at the moment, after three games, it is three defeats, no points, minus eight goal difference, and we sit in that relegation zone. That said... It does feel like we're in a slightly better position than some of our, <clears throat> shall we say, rivals for those bottom three places. Um, Certainly Everton, Luton, Sheffield United, Wolves, all playing sides around that they should have expected to get some points from and haven't as yet. Burnley, of course, played Manchester City, Villa and Spurs, three very difficult sides and ones we probably didn't expect to get any points from. This, therefore, has been billed as the first of Burnley's winnable games. We say winnable, they're ones that we would hope to get some points from, albeit it is kind of accepted that this won't be an easy game at all. What have we got coming up for you then? Well, of course, we've got all of the stats and facts ahead of that game, which have as ever been kindly provided to us by Our resident stat edition, Dave Statman-Roberts, who we are eternally grateful for. Dave isn't making an appearance on the podcast this evening. Um, We had a little bit of a a delay in recording this. um, Unfortunately, the only time that the team could do was when Dave was out, um, but he has very kindly lent us his stats we are very very grateful to those we are instead handing over to various members of our panelists who will give us those stats we've got a quiz question to give you which you need to hang on for to the end of the show and we have an opposition view Before we get into any of that, though, I'm going to hand over, as noted, to our regular panellist, Tom Whitaker, who is going to give us a summary of where he thinks we are after those opening three fixtures, what we can expect from that Forest game, and where we sit in our return to the Premier League. Over to you, Tom.
3: Hello, NNN listeners. Tom here. Uh, Just a few thoughts about the season so far uh where we are so far where perhaps we're going and a little bit of uh my own little preview of the forest game as well before natalie and dave thought you through the, the proper one um yeah it's been a disappointing start hasn't it? i think it seems pretty obvious to everybody that we're setting up far too open at the minute um, the, the gaps in behind are just massive uh we don't have enough in midfield you know last season we were playing sort of brownie cullen in there and this season, Cullen's on his own and, and Amdini's up there a bit further forward. Version doesn't look like he's suited to that role. Um, coupled with the fact that we haven't strengthened, in fact, we, we're weaker than we were last season at fullback. Um, yeah, we just look very vulnerable. We look like we're going to concede every time someone comes forward. We're pressing too high. Uh, we don't have, really have the defensive players to play the way we're playing currently, I wouldn't have said. But uh, Vincent is determined to, to stick with it. Um, I think the way we thought built the squad, we probably struggled to play another way. I don't know who you'd bring in to suddenly make the midfield better than it is already. I guess Cork or Brownell uh, probably a bit more defensively minded, but I don't think they're quite what we need in that position. Uh, the obvious one at left back is Charlie Taylor, but we can, I'm not sure I can actually see company swallowing his pride in bringing him in, even though I think he would improve it. Um, I don't think he's as bad as people think he is. Passing wise as well. I mean, if O'Shea gets picked, not that O'Shea is bad, but is he any better on the ball than Taylor? I wouldn't have said so from what I've seen so far. And yeah, he's in the team every week, so something to think about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult to it's difficult to judge it as well because we have played three teams that are going to be, if not top six, definitely top eight. Those three, all our like good starts to the season, all um, flying. So we'll perhaps know a little bit more about how likely this formation is to succeed when we play forest. You know, a team who are probably going to be more of our of our level this season, probably going to be a bottom R side at the very least. So perhaps if we if we go there with a squash box in style, keep the ball, have seventy percent possession again and and win to a three nil then then it'll all be forgotten and, and we'll be uh, we'll be loving the way we're setting up. Um this another kind of interesting factor is the fact that it's an away game. It's our first away game of the season, and and perhaps there'll be a little bit more kind of natural cautiousness because of that as well. Perhaps company feels like we've got to go for it and press high at home, but away from home, then it's you know you can you can afford to be a little bit more cautious and perhaps play for a point in the way that you wouldn't do at the turf. So that'll be interesting to see as well. Um, I don't think we're going to see massive changes personnel-wise or tactics-wise from what we've seen in the first three games, and we'll see how that goes, I suppose. the, the Spurs game in particular shot really flat after that. I, I don't think we've played that badly at home for a long, long time, and it, it really did expose 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 the weaknesses of the uh, of the squad, and especially the the two glaring emissions from the transfer window: not buying a of midfielder and not buying a left back. There, that's going to come back to haunt us, I think, in the first half of the season until we've got the chance to rectify it in January. So. I'm optimistic, not massively, but not I'm not dreading it either. I think we have got the capability of getting something there. I think it'd be interesting to see how we do against that kind of you know uh, level of team. So cautiously, I predict a 1-1 draw. Um, I think that's doable, and I, I'd be happy with that. I think to get a point on the board, especially away from home, uh, and especially at a ground that's, that's quite a tricky one to go to, a good atmosphere and everything from the own fans. I think that'll be an acceptable result and hopefully it gives us a little bit of something to build on. Hope for Clarence.
2: Okay, let's kick us off the preview show with our quiz. This season we've gone a little bit different with the quiz question. We're not just going to give you a quiz um, question at the end of the show and give you a week to go away and submit an answer. We're doing it in the actual show itself. We're going to give you a chance to play along with the show. So do Keep an eye out and keep those ears nice and sharp and focused for the rest of the podcast because you might get some clues in here. We're focusing on connections again. And this is a question this week that Dave has asked you to prepare. There are five players who have played 50 or more league matches for both Burnley and Forest between 1946 and the end of last season. How many of those five players can you name? So there's five of them in total between the years 1946 and the end of last season. Which five Burnley players have played for both? Played, Sorry, played 50 or more games for Burnley and Forest. We will give you the answer at the end of the show. So you just need to stick around. OK, let's preview this important, I would say somewhat crucial game away at the city ground. It is, of course, Monday the 18th of September. It's a 7.45 kickoff live on Sky Sports. Um, we're going to hand it over to Charlotte, please, who's going to give us Dave's match results summary. What have you got for us, Charlotte? So looking at the past away matches at Nottingham Forest, there have been 50 previous league seasons, 24 of these have been in the top flight and 26 have been in the second tier, although Monday night's match will be the first top flight meeting in the Premier League era. In these matches there have been 10 Burnley wins, 12 draws and 28 defeats. Burnley have 45 goals in those matches versus 96 goals for Forest. In the last league meeting between the two sides in 2015-16, the championship title winning season, Burnley drew 1-1 at the City Ground and won 1-0 at Turf Moor in the 99th and 100th league games between the two clubs. Next up, it's Dave's new feature for this season, which is the one to remember and one to forget. It's retrospective look involving a selection of two very contrasting past meetings with very different outcomes. We're going to hand back over once again to Tom Whitaker, who's going to see which two games Dave has chosen and why. So this is one to remember and one to forget.
4: First up is a match to remember for Forest fans, but one which any of the 2,400 travelling clarets will not be quite as keen to hear about. Following a memorable promotion in May 2000 with Stan Turner as manager, we had a promising start to the 2000-2001 season and had worked our way up to 7th place in the table after 13 matches. But we had a night to forget on the banks of the Trent in late October 2000. Trailing to a goal as early as the 4th minute, a free kick from Forest captain Chris Bart Williams, we conceded again to an Andy Johnson header just before the break. There was no let-up in the second half either as a Chris Bart Williams penalty and long-range efforts from Alan Rogers and Ricardo Schimmacher made it 5-0 to the home side. Burnley wore yellow that night, the only time we wore that particular shirt. Perhaps the club decided to retire it after this result. However, there have been a couple of recent victories for Burnley at the City ground, other than the League Cup win last month, and the one we've chosen to highlight is a match from Eddie Howe's time as Burnley manager, and it took place in front of just over 2,000 travelling and Clarets fans on a Tuesday night in late January 2012, with Burnley in yellow shirts once more. But this match was all about one player, Jay Rodriguez. Burnley took an early lead after Kieran Trippier's neat step over and cross enabled Jay Rodriguez to finish with a header past Lee Camp in the third minute. It remained that way at the break, but Burnley were given a chance to double the lead when Gareth McCleary brought down Ben Mee in the box in the 56th minute. However, Jay Rodriguez slipped on his run up and missed the resulting spot kit by some distance. He made up for it eight minutes later, however, converting another Kieran Trippier cross with a well directed header to double the lead, and we kept it that way for a well earned 2 0 victory. Although there was still the slight disappointment that Jay wasn't able to complete his hat trick.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order muck delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At Participating Restaurants 18 Plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
2: As ever, we do like to give you um, views from our opposition fans. Let's have a, a quick delve into seeing what they think they, their chances are ahead of the game and how important this fixture is for them as well as it is for us. Um, so, Matt, producer Matt has managed to get us an opposition view. We're going to hand over now to that fan to get their view ahead of the game.
5: Hello, this is Adam from Red Side of the Trent giving your opposition view for the No Nay Never podcast just been asked to do a two to three minute kind of video to give you our thoughts on the game ahead for the Monday Night Football. Obviously, Forest have had a decent start to the season, I would say, winning our opening game of the season at home against Sheffield United. We obviously have had tough away games going to Arsenal, Man United, where we we lost narrowly. And then uh, before the international break, beating Chelsea 1-0 away, where I think a lot of teams... Might get a lot of joy there, to be honest, including yourselves, maybe. So, yeah, it's been a a good start. Last season was very, very tricky with our away form being abysmal, our home form being relatively good that kept us up in the league. So it's going to be an interesting game. I do believe Burnley could be a banana skin, but with how Burnley have started the season and being so open and so expansive, I... I'm led to believe that Vincent company may be too stubborn to go away from this right now in this current situation. So if that's going to happen, I do believe Forest will have enough in them to sit back almost and counter-attack and really get at Burnley. But before we get into that, obviously, we've got to talk about our transfer activity. It's been a bit mental again. Obviously, we signed seven, eight players on deadline day. But actually, if you are a Forest fan and follow quite closely, and rather than looking from the outside in, then you'll actually know that most of those players were targets throughout the summer, and it just kind of took the domino effect of Brennan Johnson leaving to then bring in all of them players, mixed experiences from people playing winning World Cups, obviously in Gonzalo Montiel, to players that are only really just starting out, kind of in their careers. Uh, someone like Murillo from from Corinthians coming in um we've signed the big the big money signing was Ibrahim Songara who's become our initial uh, record signing for 30 million pounds swapping champions league football with psv for trent side football at the city ground so it's it's an exciting time to be a forest fan it's it's going to be an interesting one to see how cooper will incorporate those people into our team and into our system and maybe if we change our system to play more of a four at the back rather than a five at the back, and and maybe get at teams, especially at home. I mean, the game against yourselves, I do expect us to maybe get on the front foot a little bit more. But with how Burnley like to press and kind of knock it about, then maybe we'll we'll actually sit in a little bit more. But if you, if we start someone like Sangari with with Ryan Yates, who can kind of unlock a and unlock the attack almost in a defensive scenario where we win the ball. In, in, in a good spot like we did against Chelsea and then suddenly we're at the back four and or back five however you want to uh, if, however you want to play and 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 we can really hurt you with our pace on the break I mean Anthony Langa is someone who's covering a lot of distance with each carry that he he's having and he looks blisteringly really fast Tyro is looking very very strong this season obviously scored three goals and got an assist in the first four games of the season and is looking very very strong so it's going to be a really good game i think it's a potential banana skin but i do think forest will have probably just about enough i think it'll be a different game from the cup game and and it should be it, sh- it should be a, a comfortable one for forest i say but i'm also very cautious that complacency can be the downfall of our Adam, I so yeah, it's we've got to treat you with respect. Um, but give it the respect that we need to give you is by being on it from the from minute one till probably minute 100, you'd say nowadays. But uh, I would say good luck, but I truly wouldn't mean it. So, and I'm sure you'd be the same to, to, to myself and the rest of the forest fan base. But um, yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, good luck, safe travels. See you next time.
2: Okay, so who's going to be in charge of the game and who's the all-important referee? Well, it's Robert Jones of Birkenhead. He's going to be in charge at the city ground. The only other time he has taken charge of a Burnley League match was for a 1-0 away defeat against Leeds United at Ellen Road in December 2020. Now, this is the match that I'm sure you'll all remember, which was clouded in controversy and was all sorts of penalty problems. He gifted the home side an early penalty when it looked like Nick Pope had got to the ball before Patrick Bamford. It didn't look like he did get to the ball before Patrick Bamford. He then compounded that error by penalising Ben Me at the other end for being kneed in the back by Leeds United goalkeeper Ilan Meslier, a matter of seconds before Ashley Barnes fired a shot into the net, which was subsequently ruled out. He's also refereed two Cup matches for the Clarets, an away defeat in the League Cup against Burton Albion in 2018 and a Burnley home win over Peterborough United in the FA Cup in the early 2020 season. No records have been shown in any of his three previous Burnley matches, so let's hope that continues. Not more so because I've got two Burnley players in my FPL side, so I don't want any negative points. Thanks for that. Um, In terms of the video assistant referee, it's Darren England who's going to be um, looking at that for us on Monday night. Okay, final stat for you before we finish off our recap um, and our summary of that um, preview for the Knotts Forest game. It's the stat of the week. We're going to hand over now to producer Matt, who's making a cameo appearance in front of the camera for a change, which we do like very much. And he's going to give us Statman Dave's miscellaneous stat of the week. Over to you, Matt.
6: We've already reminisced about a match to forget for Burnley fans in the shape of the 5-0 away defeat in 2000, which was one of four occasions Burnley have conceded five goals in this particular fixture. However, we have suffered an even heavier defeat in a match which took place at the city ground exactly 66 years ago, when a depleted Burnley side faced Forest in a first division match on the 18th of September 1957 in what was one of the club's heaviest defeats. The country was affected by a severe outbreak of flu in 1957 and English football was struggling with the effects of the disease, but that can't really be any excuse for a 7-0 defeat. Behind as early as the second minute following a goal from former Claret Billy Gray, the goals kept coming and we were 4-0 down after just 22 minutes. Things calmed down for a while and the score stayed that way until half-time, before another flurry of three goals in the second half made it 7 in a match which the Burnley Express described as lost in the Forest goal Storm.
2: So that wraps up our preview of the Forest game. Godspeed to all Cla- traveling claret, so managed to get tickets for Monday night. You they know, are making their way to the ground. Please raise the roof. Let the boys know that we are behind them as much as we can, and most importantly, bring those three points home. We are going to be back on Tuesday with a um, analysis show looking at that game, and hopefully, some very positive things to report on and three points on the board. Um, in the meantime, if you're traveling and you're listening to this, do give us a shout out on Twitter. We'll uh, we'll keep you company on the the. Drive up to Nottingham Forest. And if you're not, watch along with us. We'll love to hear from you how we think Burnley are lining up, what we think their possession's going to be, whether we're going to dominate, whether we're going to sit back, how many goals we're going to score, and all importantly what that match result is going to be. A couple of housekeeping matters then before we leave you for this week's episode. Firstly, an FPL update. Uh, Resident FPL expert Adam Dennett has now produced um, an ad hoc summary letting us know who the early leaders are in the non and ever FPL league. Um, what players we should be subbing in and out? Any um, hints or tips for this early stage, particularly when we've just gone past one of the international breaks. So do check that out. It is on our YouTube channel and it is on um your usual podcast provide if you want to do that. Another shout out please to our YouTube channel. This one isn't on video this week, I'm afraid it's just an audio only due to the um logistical challenges of getting a podcast out this week. But our all of our uh known and never analyst shows and previous shows are on YouTube. And um, for those of you who prefer your content in a visual format, do head over to our channel. It's None and Ever. Um, click that subscribe button and turn your notifications on. The channel is building and we are loving interacting with you on our YouTube channel. So do head over there. Um, do not fear the podcast is staying. We will still be here as long as you want us to be. Um, so if you haven't yet subscribed to the uh to the podcast, do so through your usual provider. Finally, a quiz answer you'll, you'll remember at the beginning of the episode Dave asked you to name five players who have played 50 more more games for both um Manchester City no for both Burnley and Nottingham Forest between 1946 and this season how many of these did you get First up, with the most appearances, was Billy Gray, 120 for the Clarets and 201 for Notts Forest, giving 321 appearances in total. Second up, Brian Laws, we all remember him, and our newer listeners will remember him from the Premier League days in 2009. Uh, 125 appearances for the Clarets and 147 for Forest. That's two at 72 in total. Third in line, Gareth Taylor, our previous uh, centre-forward, I believe he was, who then went on to manage Manchester City Ladies for a while. 95 appearances for the Clarets and 90 for Forest, 185 in total. Coming in fourth and fifth place, Danny Fox played 50 for the Burnley and 101 for Forest, giving 151 in total. And last but not least, Andy Gray, 69 for the Clarets and 64 for Forest, giving 133. Thanks again to everybody who's contributed to this podcast. To Statman Dave for um selflessly, selflessly. <laughs> I might actually not cut that out. Selflessly, sorry, Dave, for selflessly giving us all of his stats so we could put this together. And for Matt, Tom, and Charlotte for joining me this week in giving you all of those bits and contributing throughout the show. Thank you very very much. And that's all we've got time for. This has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. I've been your host Natalie Bromley. Until next time. The Known and Ever podcast is brought to you in association with the TalkSport Fan Network. Our host and editor is Natalie Bromley and the show is produced by Matt Moss. Our resident statistician is Dave Roberts and our FPL expert is Adam Dennett. The analysis show team is collectively Tom Whittaker, Rich Steele, George Poole, Charlotte Rigby and Adam Dennett. Our music is provided by George Gaskell and our newsletter team is headed up by Jamie Smith. If you don't already, you can subscribe to our newsletter by visiting nonanever.substack.com. Thanks as ever go to our partners, TalkSport. We are proud to be associated with the TalkSport Fan Network.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year.